Welcome. You're listening to the Heritage Podcast. To learn more about Heritage, including meeting times and upcoming events, visit us online at www.heritageff.org. Now, let's get into today's podcast. Uh, Let's just go ahead and pray and we'll get into today's service. Father, uh, we just declare your word today. We declare your will will be done today. That no matter what goes on today, it is all about you. I declare that I would decrease so that you, the greater one on the inside of me, would increase. I declare that you would think through my mind, you would speak through my lips. It would be all of you, Lord, and none of me. In Jesus' name, amen and amen. Well, um, today's uh, message is entitled, In the Right Hands. Are you in the right hands? And if if you've uh, noticed, I have a couple of things here. And we'll go over them later on, and I like to use props and illustrations, so uh, we'll get to that stuff later. But if you have your Bible, go ahead and turn to Romans chapter 5, verse 8. Romans chapter 5, verse 8. We will start our reading. And that is in the New Testament, if you're looking for it in your Bible, or if you've uh, got your phone, go ahead and turn that on and get your app there. Like I said before, if I see you scrolling and double tapping, then I know you're on Instagram, and I will call you out. No, I will not. I will not. I'll leave you alone. It's okay. (laughs) Romans chapter 5, verse 8 says this, But God demonstrated his own love towards us, and that while we were still sinners, Christ died for us. I love the fact that it says God demonstrated his own love. Because, I I, I mean, I I have love. I have love for my family, I have love for my wife, my son, my parents, my extended family, but my love has limits. And I like that the fact that it says God demonstrated his own love towards us, and while we were still sinners, Christ died for us. See, the previous verse says, surely for a good man that someone would lay down their life. But for a sinner, someone who was not good, Christ laid down his life for them because of his love for that person. See, that's why I said my love has limits. See, understand, I love you guys, but I would not lay down my life for you like I would for my family. That's just real talk. How many of you are excited that it says, but God demonstrated his love is far beyond our understanding, our comprehension that for a bad person, a sinner, someone who does wrong, Scripture says that God laid down his life for that person. His love, not my love, not your love. It was his love towards us. You know how many us is? It's all of us. Every single one of you. For people you don't even like. Don't look around, don't look around. (laughs) For people in our families that bug us, our co-workers, our bosses, the person that we're like, man, they're never going to get to heaven. They're never going to make it. Jesus still willingly came and gave his life for that person that you don't even like. The person that does not even follow Jesus, the person that does not even accept the gift that was paid, Jesus still willingly went to the cross for them and laid down his life so that they could be free even though they don't accept it. That person still has the opportunity to receive the free gift. This, uh, this verse is, 
is sometimes hard for people to comprehend. Or, or, or maybe to put it this way, it's hard for them to receive it. That God would send his son Jesus to die on the cross for them or for us. It's hard because there's a value system in it. And sometimes in our lives, we, we lack the understanding of just how valuable we are. Have you ever been at a point in your life where you just didn't feel the value? You didn't feel like you were measuring up to some things? Or maybe you looked around at other people and you saw their curtain situations and how they were living their life and the car that they drove and the house that they lived in, and you thought, man, they're much more valuable than I am. And as you begin to look at them, your value meter began to drop. You see, this is why whenever you meet somebody new, sometimes they'll ask, oh, what do you do? Why? Because they're subconsciously putting a value system to where you are without even knowing it. This is just what we do in society. It's been ingrained in us. This is why we, we have this system that says get a good job, go, or go to school, get a good job, get a family, pay your taxes. There's value system. You have value if you have a nice job. You have a value if you have a nice car, if you, drive, if you dress a certain way. There's value to that. It's a system that we have created in ourselves, but God never did that. And I think this has even been magnified by social media. We're looking at people online. We're looking at their highlight reels and thinking, man, I want that life. But we're not seeing behind the scenes where it took them 20 pictures just to get that right angle. Because the wrong one showed the double chin. Without all the filters, it's a completely different person. Understand that the Kardashians don't really look like that. All the filters and <laughs> all the plastic surgery. They don't got good genes. They got a big bank account. But there's value systems that we put in place that aren't supposed to be on our lives. And Scripture says that, that God demonstrated his own love towards us. And while we were still sinners... <laughs> I love that because I know what I've done wrong. I know where I've made mistakes, and I know where I've messed up, and, and I'm sure there's countless of you in here who have made mistakes. You've done things wrong, and you think, man, there's no way out of this, and, and God says, while you were still sinning, while you were still covered in sin, while you were still in that ditch, while you were still broken, Despite all the wrongs, despite all the dirt, despite all of it, I gave my life for you. I saw value in you, even at your darkest hour. Even full of sin, even full of all this junk, I saw value in that mess. And I gave my life for that person so that you could be free. See, what is value? The definition of value is value is a monetary, material, assessed worth of assets, good, or service. See, value is ultimately determined by what someone is willing to pay. Value is ultimately decided by what somebody is willing to pay. See, I'm old enough to have gone through some, some things in my life. I'm 38 years old, right? I'm 38? Sorry. Make sure I'm <laughs> I stopped counting after 30. Anybody else can attest to that? You just stopped counting, yeah. So I, 
I've, I've lived long enough to see different toy trends. You, you guys remember, I, I remember uh, um, this recent one was uh, Hatchimals. And, and if you have kids, you've probably heard about them. They're these little eggs that have these little creatures in them and they crack. And, and like, it was like two years ago, they were super big and Taj wanted one and we were trying to find it. And we couldn't find them, so then you go online and people were selling them for like double the price. Ridiculous. And then I remember Tickle Me Elmo. You guys remember Tickle Me Elmo? Are you older ones? How crazy and hard it was to find a Tickle Me Elmo? Because they just went super crazy and bought them all up and then they were overpriced and all that stuff. And I'm also old enough to remember this one right here. Put the picture up. Furbies. How many of you guys remember Furbies? Furbies. Listen to this. Furbies retailed for $35 at the time. These were, came out in 1998. And I remember them. And they, went, they sold super fast. And, and right around the holiday, you could not find them anywhere. And the price went from $35 to people were selling them for $100 to $200. You know, if you have one today in a box, it's about $800. If you have a limited edition one, if you have an unlimited edition one, you can get up to $6,000 for it. Is this worth that? No. no. But the value is determined by what someone is willing to pay. And someone saw value in these collectible items. If the box is nice, if everything is whole and complete, Someone sees value and they're willing to pay $6,000 for a $35 item that probably cost them a dollar to make. See, value is determined by what someone is willing to pay. Turn to Luke chapter 12, verse 7. Luke chapter 12, verse 7 says this. We'll start at verse 6. Verse 6. I'm going to read it this way. Okay? I'm going to read it a little different. Okay. Are, are not five Furbies sold for two copper coins? And not one of them is forgotten by God. But the very head hairs on your head are all numbered. Do not fear. Therefore, are you not more valuable than many Furbies? <laughs> Are you not more valuable than that? See, sometimes we need to stop looking to others to validate us. And stop looking for value in other people's mouths. As a society, we begin to look to others outside ourselves to determine our value. Maybe it's because we, we see some things in our life. Maybe because we've been through some things. Maybe because of the relationships we've had. See, sometimes we're in relationships or sometimes we accept things in our lives because we believe that that's what we deserve. And so we look at the hardships in our life and we say, this is what I'm worth. This relationship, this job, being treated this way. This is where my value is. But scripture says that 
while we were still broken, while, while we were still in sin, that Jesus died for us. Remember, I told you that value is determined by what someone is willing to pay. You are so much more valuable than you think. Than, than what you comprehend or can even understand. You are so valuable to God. 2020 is just around the corner. We're coming up to it. 2021. Sorry. I'm start that all over again now. <laughs> okay. <laughs> oh, we're good. We don't want more 2020. <laughs> uh, you know, I, I was thinking about 2020. And you know, like, a lot of people at the beginning of the year were like, man, this is going to be my year. This is where, my year where God's going to get me what I need and, and, and God's going to bring all the things into my life. And then everything happened. And I'm thinking that now that I look back on 2020, maybe it was that, but, but not the... Not, the way you thought it was going to be. Maybe God was trying to get you to understand just how blessed you truly are and to get you to understand the things that you have are more valuable than you thought they were. See, too often we're looking to what's next, the next greatest and biggest, the new iPhone. I want the 12, I want the 13, I want the next one. And God's saying, you're blessed with the one you got. It's got a cracked screen. You've been dropping it all over the place. It's still working. Maybe 2020 was to get us to understand just how blessed we truly are so that we can appreciate what's, kinda, what's to come. That's just my thought on it. But 2021 is coming up. We're just around the corner. I, I want us to take an, an inward audit on our lives and begin to go through the different layers of what's going on in our lives and, and to assess the things that are around us and the people that are in our lives. See, sometimes we just go year by year and we bring the same people into our lives and we bring them with us because they've just been there the whole time. They may be the thing that is holding you back. The, the, the relationships, the job, the, 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 the friends, that they're there just because they've evolved, but they're not really there for you to help you. See, I heard a statement a long time ago that says that friends are like the button on the elevator. They either take you up take you down, or leave you exactly where you are. It's time to audit who we have in our lives. Amen. Are they depreciating us, or are they adding value to us? Do they, do they see greatness in you when you don't see it in yourself? Or every time you try to get ahead, are they pulling you back? Because they don't want to go any further, and they don't want you to go any further. It's time to self-audit what is going on in our lives. Psalms 139. Psalms 139, I got this new Bible, and it's a lot smaller than my other one, so I'm getting used to it. I, I was so excited. You ever, like, uh, you get a new Bible, or you get something new, and you're like, oh, nice, and you're just going through it all, and this is uh, one I had custom-made. I actually saw Alina did it first. She got a custom Bible, and I was like, what the heck? How are you going to have a custom Bible? I don't have a custom Bible. <laughs> So I was like, where did you find it? So we went, and so I got one almost exactly the same as hers. So she was kind of upset about that. <laughs> same colors and everything. I just liked it. And, and I, I like, it's exciting to me when I get to open up the Bible. I begin to think, man, I, when I was uh, studying for this, this uh, message, I got my highlighters out. And I highlighted the very first verse in it. And I was like, man, this is the verse, the very first one I'm highlighting. I was excited about it. 
Because I, I begin to think about all the other ones I get to highlight and all the other notes that I'm going to put into it. But you know, I, I like this Bible so much, but I see more value in my old one. This one is literally held together by tape on the outside. The inside has tape on all the corners and edges. and There's pages that are ripped. There's words that have been rubbed off. But this is years of studying. Years of time spent with God. See, just because it looks torn and tattered doesn't mean it loses its value. And sometimes that's like us. We've been through so much in our lives and we look messed up on the inside. Like, man, I've been through some wars. I've been through it. It's been hard. But God's saying there's still value in there. There's still value to your life. Psalms chapter 139, verse 13 and 14, says this. For you formed my inward parts. You covered me in my mother's womb. I will praise you, for I am fearfully and wonderfully made. Marvelous are your works. This is a a nice verse to say. I am fearfully and wonderfully made. I am marvelous in your works, are your works. When's the last time you got up and actually said that about yourself? When's the last time you looked in the mirror and said, I am fearfully and wonderfully made. And marvelous is his work. (laughs) When's the last time you actually thought that about yourself? God is declaring, I am fearfully and wonderfully made. And marvelous are his works. That's what he's saying about you. No matter where you are in life, whether you're young, whether you're old, whether you're thin, whether you're a little more healthy, (laughs) God is declaring you are fearfully and wonderfully made. It's time you start believing it. It's time that you start declaring. It's time that you start confessing it. I mean, there's times my wife passes by and I'm like, you are fearfully and wonderfully made. (laughs) He did a marvelous work. Yes, he did. Why can't I? Why can't I say that about myself? See, sometimes we don't see value in ourselves because we're not speaking value over ourselves. Every time we get dressed, I'm, you're like, oh, man, this doesn't fit the way it used to. I'm getting old. My hair's starting to run away. My... <laughs> you're starting to tear yourself down instead of speaking value into your life. If God is declaring you are fearfully and wonderfully made and marvelous are his works, you should not be speaking anything contrary to what God has already declared over your life. You are opposing the very nature of God on your life. See, why are you valuable to God? See, my Bible declares in Genesis chapter 1 verse 26 that he created you in his very image and likeness. His very image and likeness. God created you just like him in his own image and in his likeness. And and if God created you in his image and his likeness, he didn't make any imperfections. He didn't mess up. He didn't put you in the wrong body. 
See, you're fearfully and wonderfully made. And you're marvelous in His eyes. It's time for us to start believing it. Amen? Ephesians chapter 1 verse 4 says this. Turn with me. Ephesians chapter 1 verse 4. Ephesians chapter 1 verse 4. You guys doing okay with this? All right. Ephesians chapter 1 verse 4 says this. Just as He chose us in Him before the foundations of the world, that we should be holy and without blame before Him in love. That He chose us in Him. Understand that God, the creator of all physical and natural things, the one who upholds the universe within His hand, the one that spoke life into being, chose you. Right where you are, in your mess, in your brokenness, God chose you. See, he didn't pick you because he needed you or because he wanted you. He chose you because he saw value in you. There's a difference. You ever uh, play a sport when you're a kid or at the, the schoolyard and they're picking teams? It's only feels, it feels good to be picked first because the captain sees value in your talent and your skills. But what about when you're picked because there's just the last two or you're the last one, so you're like, okay, you'll be in our team. It doesn't make you feel good. But the Bible says that he chose you. And it wasn't because there was no one else to pick. It says, before the foundations of the world. Before God spoke this world into being, before he breathed the breath of life and the universe expanded, before all of that happened, he had you on his mind. And it says, before all of that happened, he chose you. And he knew exactly how you were going to be, how you were going to act, how selfish you would be, how many times you would mess up the addictions you would have. He chose you despite all of it because he sees value in you and who you are and who you can be. See, just understand that the real you isn't the you that you think you are. It's the you that God has called you to be. There's value in your life and it's time that we as Christians start seeing it. We need to stop looking for validation, value in someone else's mouth. And look to the creator for our value. The one that created us. See, it's so important. My, my title is, Are You in the Right Hands? This, this year and in 2021, I want you to consciously make decisions to be in the right hands, in the right fellowships, in the right circle of people, in the right relationships, in the right jobs. Start thinking Am I in the right place? Am I where people tolerate me? Am I just being tolerated in this relationship? Or am I being valued in this relationship? Am I being tolerated at this job? Or am I being valued in this job? But you have to first see the value within you. 
I have some illustrations here, and this is a, a basketball. It's a, a basketball, it's an angel's basketball, it's kind of weird, but whatever. Um, <laughs> this is my son Taj's basketball. Now, now this basketball, it was probably about like 20 bucks. This basketball in my hands is worth about 20 bucks. <laughs> I was never good at basketball. But you take this basketball and you put it in the hands of LeBron James, it instantly becomes worth $98 million. And that's without endorsements. That's without sponsorships. So this ball is worth more in his hands than it is in my hands. This is a, this is a football. This is Taj's football again. This, this isn't an angel's football, this is just football. But this football, when original, was probably maybe 20 bucks. In my hands, it's worth about 20 bucks. You put this same football in Peyton Manning's hands, it's worth about 100 million. That's without endorsements. $100 million ball. But in my hands, it's only worth 20 bucks. See, it all determines on whose hands you're in. This, this is a, a golf club. Once again, this is Taj's. <laughs> See, in my hands, it's probably worth about maybe 40 bucks. In Tiger Woods' hands, it's worth about 200 million. That's without endorsements. It all determines on whose hands you're in. See, this is a, a stick. <laughs> Found this at the beach. You can, it's got stuff coming off of it. <laughs> this is kind of like a rod. In my hands, I can maybe just use it to walk. I can use it to hit little small animals. <laughs> I can trip people. You put this rod in the hands of Moses, and it'll split the Red Sea. See, it all determines on whose hands you're in. You see this, this sling? Got this on eBay, or not eBay, on Amazon for $6. In my hands, it's just a toy. But you put this, this sling in the hand of David, and it becomes a deadly weapon. Because it all determines on whose hands you're in. You see this Lunchable? This Lunchable is a child's meal. It's a young boy's lunch. In his hands, it'll feed him. Maybe he'll even have leftover. Todd doesn't usually eat it all, and sometimes there's a couple crackers left over. You put this same Lunchable in the hands of Jesus, and it'll feed 5,000 people with food left over. Because it's not about the actual item but it's about whose hands it's in. This is a hammer. These are some nails. Don't give it a pastor. But.
This is a hammer and some nails. And my hands, if I watch enough YouTube videos, I can build something. Maybe a, a desk, a bookshelf, a birdhouse. But you put these same nails in the hands of a carpenter named Jesus. And it brings salvation and deliverance and healing. It's not about the item. It's about whose hands it's in. And today I want you to understand that you're in the hands of God. And that worry and that fear and that anxiety and that, that feeling where you just don't feel worthy enough, if you hold on to that, it'll just be worry and it'll just be fear and it'll just be anxieties. But if you take that same worry, you take that same fear, and you do what the Bible tells us to do in 1 Peter chapter 5, verse 7. It says, cast all your cares upon Him because He cares for you. See, stop holding on to what you're not called to hold on to. And understand that there's value to your life. And understand that you're in His hands. And in his, his, in his hands, you're so much more valuable than you are by yourself. It's time to let go of that fear. It's time to let go of that anxiety. It's time to let go of that feeling of unworthiness and understand that God saw value in you. Amen. Value is determined by what someone is willing to pay, and God paid the ultimate price when he saw you. Yes. When he thought of you, he saw so much value in you that he sent his son to die on the cross, God, wrapped in flesh, gave his life for you because he was, you were valuable. I want you to see yourself as valuable today. Amen? Amen? Go ahead and close your eyes and bow your heads. Father, we worship you today. We declare you are so awesome in this place. We declare we see value today. The same way that you see it in us. I would declare that anybody in this place today, if you, you say to yourself, I've been in that situation where I, I don't see value in my life anymore. The enemy will try to rip your identity away. He'll try to strip that value from your life so that you won't see any value in you. But God sees value today. Right where you are, in that hurt, in that pain, God sees value. If you were encouraged by today's message and believe it would be uplifting to others, then be sure to rate us and hit subscribe. To experience more of Heritage, visit us at www.heritageff.org. Again, thank you for listening to the Heritage Podcast today. And remember, Jesus is Lord.